the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Such a blessing and a joy for me to be with you each and every week. And I just want to tell you, today's show is a little bit different. You know that I love to interview difference makers and get to hear their story and their background and what God is up to, what God is doing. Well, today is different. This is like a crossover edition from my church, River City Church in New Braunfels, where um, we are members. I was on staff for a while. They've started a podcast, Ricky Maldonado. Uh, we call him Ricky Magnificent, and he's awesome. Well, he started this podcast in interviewing staff people and members of the church. And so one uh, Sunday after I had preached a sermon there, he had me on his show, on their show. And you're going to hear part one and part two of Ricky Maldonado interviewing me, Steve Teal. So listen in. Hello, everyone. This is Ricky, and you're listening to River City Church Talks, where we will take a deeper dive into the happenings, the coming ups, and the yet to be. Join me as we sit down with our pastors, ministers, and leaders and talk River City. Today, we have a very special crossover podcast with Very Bold Radio and Podcast, and we are joined with Pastor Steve Teal, president of Very Bold Ministries and a member here at River City Church and a former youth pastor. Steve, how are you today? I'm doing great. You do that so good, Ricky. That was so good, man. I try. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing a great job with this podcast. I'm sorry I've only caught one so far, but it's awesome. You do great, man. I love it. Thanks, Steve. I, I really just um, had a vision for it. And um, I'm lucky that we have leadership that are like, you know, you have a vision, you know, go do it. And we know we, we launched the podcast, you know, Jason and Natalie were the first ones on there. Um, the whole vision behind it is just to kind of get a, a behind the scenes look of, you know, who we are because people see us on Sundays and, you know, we're up on stage or we're, you know, in a classroom or somewhere else in the church, but they don't know who, sometimes they don't know who we truly are as a person or, you know, what, you know, we think of certain things or whatnot. So that was kind of the, the vision behind the podcast. And um, you preached last week, so we're going to yeah. dive into that. Okay. And we're going to cool. dive into some other stuff that you are doing with um, Very Bold, um, Peter Peanut Butter Bowl, which is probably your biggest um, thing that you do during the year, which is something that you know speaks to my heart too. You know, when you feed hungry children, we all win. You right. know, the slogan that you have, um, it's just an amazing, amazing kind of, intertwining of ministry and stuff that you do that I'm just blown away. Well, I really appreciate it. And you've been a big part of very bold and peanut butter bowl. You've helped me with a lot of graphics and making things happen. And you've just, you know, you were a real find when I came to river city church 
and saw all the incredible things that you were doing here and immediately tapped into this. This guy is really talented. Let's put him to more work. And you did so much for the youth. And, you know, something that just looking back, because I had three incredible years here. I've just been gone a year now. And something that people may miss, and I um, I always remember, but um, just like creating graphics and logos, it may not tell a lot of people they just may not may may look past it but you would create logos and i could always equate that to kids or youth that get saved or kids or youth that are growing in in christ because those things really matter if they didn't matter i mean they wouldn't matter but they matter right. so you've always been just a big huge part of anything that that uh, i was blessed to get to do here at River City Church and loving these kids and loving Jesus and having a great team and everything. But you were a big part of that. It's easy to overlook, I think, for people, but you were a huge part yeah. of that. Yeah. It's it's just always been, you know, part of me to kind of be in the background and kind of support the ministries and, you know, get them what they need to be able to, you know, reach the people that are lost or, you know, people who need to hear more about Jesus. And it was it's always been a pleasure to work with you. I mean, sometimes it you know, gets challenging as with anything, you know, you're with a pastor. And, <laughs> oh man, you really are coming behind the scenes. Here we know, go. Ricky's about to spill. I don't think our listeners have that much time. Anyway, the therapist? Yeah. Do we need a no, therapist in here, Ricky? It's, it was <laughs> Mediator. always, it was always fun working with you because I kind of could see the vision that you were going to, but we would always have to tweak and tweak and tweak. And then sure. finally we, we arrived to that. And then it becomes this thing that, you know, just, is all encompassing and it just, it's wonderful. So I, I have missed, you know, the, the daily work with Steve um, here at the church. Cause it was three fun, fun years. I mean, yes, I just remember sitting at staff table and, you know, the behind the scene TV show that you oh my were gosh. wanting to produce. And I think, still want, yes, I think it would be very, very fun to do. Um, yes. Well, can we just say something about that? Because if somebody's listening, sure. they don't know. Yeah. The name that I came up with, Finally, or maybe you did, maybe somebody did, I don't know, but superpowers. And it was just watching the church staff and just imagining like, especially Jason and Natalie. I mean, they're just so funny and yeah. so funny together. And Jason has these beautiful, amazing comedic rants and it's just, it's just joy and it it's really entertainment. Is. I it mean, really so I really do feel like, like if the duck dynasty type people that have those resources or what, whatever, uh, you know, it it could be a big show. I really do. I really do feel that. So I would watch Superpowers for sure. I, I would watch. You, well, you I do get, watch I get, it. You I, do yeah, watch I do watch it. it. I do watch it's it. It's the live show. It is the live show every every <laughs> Tuesday. Great. They're great. Steve, you preached on um, being God's masterpiece this past Sunday. Yeah, and you read that um, verse in Ephesians, which is probably one of my favorite verses. Mm. Um, little backstory. I yeah. used to be in a youth group called masterpiece Oh, and we would tour all over Texas doing, uh, productions that our, uh, director would write and, you know, music. And, what? Yeah. I feel, I feel like I'm finding this out for the first you, time. You are. I know my I memory's terrible now. I don't but, talk about it. What? Um, but it was such, such a fun time in my life because the root of everything, I mean, the, the, the youth group was called masterpiece. Yeah. And that was kind of the root of it that, you know, we are created in mm. Christ Jesus so that we can, you know, go through things that he has planned for us long ago. Yeah. And it, you know, coming together and, you know, sharing the, the, the message and the gospel in just different ways, you know, in music and acting and that kind of stuff was just, what were you doing? 
I was what an was act- your role? I was yeah. an actor. I played yeah. actually I played Judas Iscariot in one of our plays. <laughs> yeah. It was wow. like an eighties um office scene and we were all office workers and I was, you know, this tax person and whatnot. And yeah. yeah so I played Judas Iscariot. Oh my gosh. Okay. It was it was fun. Wow. When was this? When oh, were you doing this? In the nineties. Okay. I'm old. <laughs> Not as old as some of us in the room. So Yeah. <laughs> but you um went into the story of Moses. Yeah. And people know the story, but you know, for those that don't know, Moses was a, a Hebrew child, and during that time in in Egyptian um, history, the Pharaoh, who had all these Egyptians, all these um, Hebrew people in captivity, yeah. was scared that he they were going to overrun. Right, you know, they were just getting so populous. God just kept blessing them to the point where he's right. like generations Man, and generations. Well, four hundred yeah. years of of yeah. slavery. There's a lot of generations that come up. Yeah. So he made the mandate where, you know, if you had a son, they were going to be killed. And yeah. so uh, Moses's mom, you know, builds a little ark, yep. a little boat. I'm glad yep. you said ark. Because it's, that it's the word. It's, it's the literally, word, yeah. 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 Cause you think ark and you think you know, Noah. Yeah. You know? um, and he, you know, she had faith in God and knew that yeah. you know, God was going to do something special with her son, put him in the little, you know, ark and yeah. pushed him along the way. And his yeah. sister Miriam was just, you know, Along the banks, and um, have you ever seen the movie um, Prince of Egypt? Not in a long time, so I don't remember how they did it. So they kind of did the same thing. Okay. So a little pushed him, and she's walking yeah. down the, you know, making sure that he gets, you know, to safety. And you see the little arc just go around, and, yeah. and whatnot. And finally, you know, he um, arrives, you know, in the court of the, the pharaoh's daughter, and yeah. you know. He gets saved and becomes, right. you know, gets all the pleasure and the teachings of being, you know, a son of Egypt. Right, very privileged. Very I mean, privileged. No more privileged than Moses was. Yeah. And then you know the story continues, but Moses always had that um, that connection with his people. He knew, yeah. you know, that these are my people. Yep. And you said that you know he was a very. Um, he he knew wrong when he saw it. Yeah, he, I think he was a defender of justice. Right. I think you know, and I know people are big into enneagram and this, that, and the other thing. And I don't know the enneagram, but I do know like the personality profile Myers Briggs. Mm-hmm. There is a personality that is described as defender, and that's just what Moses was. So yeah, I definitely think that. And then later in the story, you know, Moses is protecting some Hebrew people from the slave master and ends up killing the slave master. Yeah. Which is, you know, completely wrong. It's sin. It was, it was not God's design and God's plan. It's just so fortunate that God is so much bigger than our mistakes. Um, but, and it's also just so cool that God is so much bigger than our mistakes that God, that doesn't disqualify Moses. It's like, God knows that Moses is his man for this job. Right. And it doesn't disqualify him because I just think sometimes we do think I'm disqualified. I did this. I did that. And that's the one thing I, I love about that conversation with God and Moses, which to me is quite comical. Not everybody reads it. It's powerful, but it's also comical right. to me. And uh, there's so many comedic elements, which I really appreciate that Moses wrote down. I mean, he's the one who's recording this. And if I was writing years later about my resistance to God or or anything, I mean, I'm sure I would just like, color myself in a little bit better light yeah. and Moses just puts it all out there. But the one thing I love is that, yeah, God never brings up. Let's, let's talk about that. 
you know, that mistake that you made, let's not do this again or right. whatever. It's just something that God has forgiven and moved on. Right. And he said something else that, you know, in our, in our groaning and our crying out because yeah. the, the people of Israel were crying out to God yes. for 400 years and they were like, he's not hearing us. You know what, you know, right. You know, and if you're cynical, you're going to start believing that there's not a God, right? Know? There's nothing out there, but you know, I'm in my circumstance and right. I I'm supposed to live through my circumstance and you know, it is what it is, but you know, God was listening, right? The timing is always, you know, it's God's timing and right. it's not our timing. Um, and as a human, you're, you want that instantaneous kind of, you know, I want it now. Right. Yeah. We but, don't want the pain. No. You know, I mean, nobody wants the suffering and God in this, on this side of heaven, God uses all of it. He uses it for a purpose. So you just see God's hand at work all over the place, even though they're in misery, they're hurting, they're suffering, they're crying out. You see that God provides a way for Moses to be spared. You see God providing a job for Moses' mom to take care of Moses. So sometimes when you're in the middle of that pain and that misery and just the the questions about God, I feel like you you have to stop and look and say, wait a second. I mean, maybe it feels 95% messed up, but where's the 5% where I see, even though it's messed up, God is still at work. So and then you go later on in, in, in the verse in Exodus where it says, you know, and God heard the groaning mm-hmm. and God remembered the covenant and then God knew. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love how, and I use the ESV Bible for that. And I use the NLT for we are God's masterpiece right. just because I, I love the, the, the right words, the yeah. phrasing. Right. And I just thought it was so much more powerful. The ESV is pretty literal translation. Yeah. So the NIV, NIV does a great job of trying to help. But the ESV just puts it so well, like God knew. And I just think that's so important because people go through so much garbage and so much pain. And uh, sometimes it just feels like nobody knows. Nobody knows what I'm going through, but God knows. God knows. He knows. He sees. He hears. He remembers. Yeah. And and I think you said this, everything that, you know, God lets you go through leads you to a deepened relationship with God. Yeah. I think it's all about what we just by default, by sinful default, we want the easy and we want the surface. Right. And the surface relationship with God is just asking God, hey, fix this thing, fix this thing, and he just fixes that thing. And God is just, he's too loving to just stay on the surface. Right. He's always inviting us to go deeper where we do have questions and we do have doubts and we have struggles, but it's a real relationship. And it's it's not just a transaction-based thing like Amazon. It really is about trusting that's yeah, what we want you take it for granted then if Absolutely. it's, it's going to be at your doorstep at yeah six in the morning yeah, when yeah. you order it you know at 2 a.m right 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 you you start taking it for granted and you we really can't take god for granted right you know? and, and we do i mean when you we, think about yeah. it i mean it's a miracle that we are here that i mean that this body is functioning that blood is flowing that i am breathing and i i, I right. really i don't every day just stop and say wow god human beings are a miracle just when you think, and I'm not scientific, so I can't throw out all the cool facts about human bodies and everything, but the mere fact that we're having a conversation is, is a miracle. I mean, God could have just done it so much differently than that. So, I mean, I, I started to think I do take God for granted because it's, it's crazy that we live in this world where there's air and there's sun and the sun rises and the sun sets and, and all of it. So I do take God for granted, but I do think that, if God just said yes every single time, um, 
Well, I'm, I'm so thankful looking back. I don't have to quote a Garth Brooks song, but <laughs> I mean, for those prayers that are unanswered, right. I mean, God's just so much bigger and so much better. And he just sees he's, he's the author you can. And trust. there's a reason. Yeah. You know, and there's a reason it took 400 years. Yes. But he heard those cries and those prayers and yeah. it wasn't until the right person came along. Right. It's not until the right circumstance came along that he's like, now right. go. Right. And if you think about it, if early on to the slavery, you know, six months out of the 400 years if God's like, okay, this is wrong. This is messed up. I'm just removing it. I'm wiping out all the terrible right. Egyptians. Then people there it's, it's so hard to understand if somebody's just going through a painful spot. I mean, I know they can't really hear this, but part of the joy of knowing God and having trust and faith in him is when you go through those really hard, hard times is to see God act whenever that is. And right. if it was just so automatic and so quick, we, we just don't grow. So my heart goes out to people who are, who might be listening and are really in a painful spot. And, um, that's why I just thought it was important just to see now, just, just hold on. I mean, really just, even if you can just hold on to that, God sees you and God hears you and God remembers you. And God knows the pain that you're going through. And then if you could just have a teeny bit of faith, just to understand that God is going to take that and he's going to use it for not only your good, but for other people's good. Um, I, I just pray that, you know, they can hold on to that. Yeah. And then later on in the story, you know, Moses has run away because someone yeah. called Fugitive. him on his killing of the Egyptian yeah. and he ran and, and now he's married to yeah. this, um, shepherd shepherdess yeah. right so you said it right i couldn't say it the other day yeah shepherd girl it, shepherdess. shepherdess yeah in, good in, job. in median and midian yeah um, which is a part of god's plan too right because i mean he's expanding like satan thinks oh moses is a murderer he's done right. now he's a fugitive he's living in a faraway land god's not going to use him and, anymore and you said that yesterday too that you know satan takes things that you're good at yeah and we'll twist it just a hair. And then it, the self doubt comes and the, Oh my God, I'm not supposed to be doing that. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, that that's happened to me. I don't know how many times, but it's like, Nope. No, yeah. God is bigger. Yeah. God is greater. Yeah. It's good to be aware of just, I, I do think, and I know I mentioned it just, yeah, Satan, we think about our weaknesses and we just right. think about the kind of temptations that are our thing and I think Satan is just crafty enough that he'll see that strength that we have and just try to twist it, manipulate it to where we go the wrong way. And that's what happened with Moses. He's a defender. That's the way God designed him to be. Mm -hmm. But he let his impulses get the best of him when he murdered that uh, Egyptian. So. so now he's tending the flock. He's tending the flock. But, you know, that's again, that's where I just love God is always several steps ahead of Satan. Satan's just thinking this thing's over and God is like, you know what? I'm spreading the good news to Midian. Right. I'm spreading the good news. And these Egyptians back here, they're going to see me at work. It's not just about saving the Hebrews. The Egyptians are going to see my power. And some of them are going to say yes to me. Right. So God is always, to me, is thinking bigger than we are. And even in those painful situations, but yeah. And then the, the coolest part of this whole story, I think, is, yeah. is this next part. You know, the whole angel appearing in the bush. Yeah. And yeah. Moses looking at this bush. I can just imagine Moses going, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> that was such a Ricky thing to say. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's, yeah, you know, I mean, that's how Moses bush that's say. on fire, that's not on fire. Yeah. And then, you know, God saying, you know, take yeah. your sandals off your feet because 
worship in his holy ground and just reminding him of who he is. You know, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob. Right. And then just, I can only imagine, you know, being in that presence and just feeling the love radiating from this inanimate bush. Right. Right. And that's what's, I mean, there's where some of the comedic elements come in because you can feel the power of this moment. I mean, 400 years, and now God is saying, I am calling you, I have chosen you, I'm going to be with you, and you just see Moses kind of Debbie Downer on this thing, you know? Right. Wah, wah. Oh, yeah, and that's the other part, the funny part. I can just see Moses after, you know, God has said, I'm sending you. And right. Goes, well, you know, God, I appreciate the offer, <laughs> right? but I'm right. going to stay here, right. tending yeah. my sheep. Yeah. But, yeah, but no, God sent him. Yeah, it's it's so incredible. And originally, it was kind of funny because God just kept giving me. I felt like more and more. So we didn't even, you know, I had to like chop about half of my sermon down to where it ends because there's just so much more to the story. And uh, I love how you know everybody who knows the story remembers, but Moses just argues back and forth and back and forth, which is also. I know I said it's comedic because his whole point is I can't and go and argue with this powerful man, but here he is sitting here arguing with the powerful God. Right. But I love that, you know, Moses says, well, who, who am I going to say? Like, they're not going to believe that you sent me. Who am I going to say? What's your name? And I think it's just so awesome that God, and ultimately God gets a little frustrated with Moses. So oh, don't yeah. get me wrong. You know, if you keep reading, you see like, all right, forget it almost. Uh, but I love that in the story, you see God, he wants to reveal who he is. Right. When Moses says, who am I going to say sent me? I mean, God is ready. You know, he doesn't say, you, don't worry about that. He says, I am the one who is. Mm-hmm. Tell him Yahweh. Tell him Yahweh. This is the God who, where, whatever our circumstances, he wants to reveal his heart to us. And sometimes we just have to ask. He's ready to tell us more than we thought we would know. Yeah. And it's just, and the story goes on and it's probably one of my favorite stories in the Bible because there's just so much context and so much back and forth. And, Oh yeah. And I, I love like when Rebecca preaches, you know, she gives Jesus a kind of a, you know, a personality and that, and in my head, I give God a personality in this because there's so much, you know, good material that Moses wrote, you know, for a sense of, of something else. But yeah, it, it's just, you never know when God is going to show up. Yeah. But when he shows up, you 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 have to be ready. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and either you're going to say yes, I'm going to go, or you're going to not. And then he's just going to catch you again at, on a different time and says, "Okay, you know, I'm still yeah. here. Yeah, are you ready now? Right. right. And it's just you know, we just serve such a merciful and loving God that even through our heartaches and our you know crying out, right. He's still listening. He's still hearing. He still sees. Yeah. And we didn't talk about it in the sermon, but I mean, yeah, you just look at Moses continuing like his counterpoint of why he can't go. And, and of course it's very famous that he says, you know, I'm slow of speech. I'm not a good speaker. Some people think it's stuttering. Um, Other people just think he's saying, I'm not a good speaker, right? which is something, you know, people often say. And uh, that's when God says, well, 
who gave man his mouth? Right. You know, who gave man his tongue? You say you're slow of tongue. You think I don't know who you are? I called you. I'm with you. That's what this is about. And Ricky, that <laughs> that's something I've dealt with in this last year um, because of God calling me to do something right. that is completely out of my comfort zone. And, uh, and that's with scripture rapping or what we call scrapping. And I've heard the Holy Spirit say, uh, who gave man his tongue, you know, uh, who gave man his feet, who, you know, who did that? So it's been, um, I've been living more the life of Moses. I feel like a lot of my ministry life, um, I feel like when God has called me to do something just generally, generally I'm ready to go. It may be something that the timing I'm like, no, that's a great idea, God, but let's wait. But uh, with this last year, I mean, and peanut butter bowl and scrapping, uh, it's definitely been a new chapter where um, God is. God has definitely had to say, you know, hey, who gave man his right. mouth? Who gave man his tongue? As I'm sitting in the studio for the first time trying to do a scrap. So, uh, and for those that don't know what scrap is, it's it's a Bible verse that is in rap form. Yeah, yeah, it's something that during the pandemic, um, my daughter samantha and i we just started memorizing scripture and Mm -hmm. it was when hamilton was real big was out on disney plus and so um the way and we would memorize large chunks of scripture like i mean like 18 verses the prologue of john ephesians 2 1 to 10 ephesians 1 1 to 18 philippians 2 all these pretty big chunks and so um at a certain point and we would put it and again it's like i don't i don't have a rhythm i don't have this i don't have that i don't have musical ability, but God would just say, well, who gave man his tongue? Who gave man his mouth? And uh, at a certain point, I reached out to my brother-in-law who's a professional music producer. And I just, I said, I've been putting these things kind of to Hamilton-esque, just offbeat sort of thing and sounds like spoken word or whatever. And I just need to know, is this something you could put music together, you know, too? And he said, yeah, definitely. And he recommended that we hire another guy who is great, Jason David. He's great at arranging the words and the beats and everything. And so then the three of us just you know, began to collaborate on it. So, All right, that wraps up part one of my interview, not with myself, but Ricky Maldonado. Thank you, Ricky. There is part two coming up next Saturday right here on AM 630 KSLR. This is what the Apostle Paul wrote. He said in 2 Corinthians 3.12, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.